to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. Now, I'm very excited about this episode because before we started recording, Alexis let me know that her Costanza stanzas are really, really on point. So I kind of want to like fast forward to get to the end, but we're just going to have to go through the whole thing. We have to because I based the what I did differently this week is that I based the stanzas on the content of the episode. Mm. Yeah. Well, you usually do do that. More so this time. (laughs) So I think we need to. It'll be a good payoff. But I'm really the next three weeks. I'm really going to bring it with the stanzas. I mean, I feel like that you kind of had like or you thought that you had a little bit of a lull, like a creative lull with the stanzas. And I'm excited to hear that you're back, even though I have thought that they have all been fantastic. They've they've all been wonderful and they will soon be in a coffee table book. I know. If any of our firsties out there are illustrators, yes. you know, send us some of your work, a resume, mm-hmm. if you will. Maybe we can hire you to illustrate our Costanza Stanza book one day. Seriously, yes. And if anyone knows that. Jason Alexander uh, and he can write the forward, that would be wonderful. God, imagine. <laughs> I would die. It would be incredible. Did you guys see that there's a Larry David uh, documentary coming out? But apparently now it's halted because he wants to do it in front of an audience or something. I love that for him. He's I also playing to... the Greek theater, too. Did you see he that? He is? Yes. What do you mean playing it? Ladies like and stand-up? He's doing stand-up, yeah. Sometimes I saw him once. Him and Jeff Garland just talked for yeah. like an hour and a half. I bought oh tickets God. to see them just like have a conversation, and it was some of the best the money I've ever spent. Should we, we should check and see if it's probably sold out. We got to see. This is a conversation we can have offline. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Billy, what day is it today to get today back into mo- the episode? Yeah, we're going to get back into the crime, guys. Today is March 10th, and uh, the dark day comes from 2004. Hmm. This is when Madrid suffered a series of terrorist attacks. Ten bombs don't, uh, detonated on four trains at three different rail stations. Wow. 191 people were uh, killed. Uh, 1,800 were injured. Now, there was uh, initially people thought either Al-Qaeda or ETA, which is a Basque group, because Basque is the separatist organization. And since this was happening in Spain, that's where people's heads went. But Basque act, ETA actually called up Basque media outlets and was like, this is not us. So then everybody started looking more, more at Al-Qaeda. They start investigating, and this is where it takes a twist, Thousands and thousands of miles away, an American attorney in the Pacific Northwest is arrested. His name is Brandon Mayfield. And he's not only that, in- he's arrested. Our government, the FBI, is the one who offers him up and says, we have found the matching fingerprint to that of which is on the bomb. So our government arrests Brandon Mayfield. Yes. Wow. He, he is, because his fingerprints were found actually on a bag of detonators that were the kind used in the attacks. They were found in a van close proximity to the blast site. But you will learn that fingerprint ID is not foolproof. And we're going to be looking at that in True Crime Rewind because it is crazy what happens. I have a few questions. I don't know if it's right to ask at this time or later. But um, okay, so they... they found his fingerprint. So did that mean that they ran the fingerprints through all of our fingerprint things in the U.S.? Yeah, Madrid, like Spain basically was like, FBI, we need resources. We need to figure mm-hmm. out who run it through your systems. Right. And fingerprint experts working for the FBI, the best in the country, matched it to Brandon Mayfield. And we're like, we have them. We have yeah. the person who did it and they arrested him. 
what happened was there were actually 20 possible matches and they went and looked at all of these 20 people. But guess what? Brandon Mayfield had converted to Islam. So they were thinking this has to be the guy, even though he hadn't been out of the country for 10 years. Yeah. So I'm like, how... Anyways, we'll get to it. <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to get into it, but we'll it's crazy. It. I still have so many questions. Yes. This is fucking insane. Yes. And you will be able yes. And, and you can, uh, this is one of the cases actually that we talked about rather briefly, but we did talk about it in the uh, experts on trial on uh, Unraveled. Me it was Alexis. just a mention. We didn't get into yeah. it, but it is shocking. So yeah, yeah we're exci- excited for the, the dark day. Yes. Yes. We will get into that. That's your crime a- rewind, whatever the fuck it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> We've only done like, I don't know, a hundred of these. Yeah, it's fine. You'll get it one day. Yes. Um, We are going to get into false fingerprints and stuff like that later. But before that, we have got some bitching to do. No, 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 no. What? Oh. We have a true crime in real time. God. Okay. I'm going to get this one day. Yes. All right. (laughs) We're all going to get it. And you know what? It's a little, it's early. You know, it's only for us. It's only 6 p.m. It's 6 (laughs) o'clock. Jeez. PM. <laughs> okay, what's our true crime in real time? All right, do you remember the story of the guy who was texting in the movie theater and then the person behind him told him to stop? They got into a fight and then the guy behind him opened fire and killed him. Well, the guy who was texting was like, I'm texting my daughter. I, I, Is that okay? Get, yes. Then yes. the guy apparently tossed some popcorn. Yes. In which the guy behind him pulled out his weapon and he was a retired military or police he was retired shot him yeah he was a retired police captain named curtis reeves he was charged with second degree murder after he gunned down 43 year old chad olson they were watching the uh mark Wahlberg movie lone survivor it was actually a matinee now he went to trial finally after eight years the assistant state attorney told jurors in an opening statement what the evidence will show like alexis was saying what the evidence will show is that Chad Olson was shot and killed over tossing popcorn. Jesus. That's no reason to kill another person. The defense attorney, a guy named Dino Michaels, told the jury, this isn't about popcorn. You're going to see there was an attack before the popcorn was thrown. Now, he was actually using his cell phone to check in on his daughter, who was at a daycare. This is during previews. This isn't even during the movie. Wow. The guy behind him, the 79-year-old guy, Asked him to stop. And then. 79? Yeah, the guy behind him. Yeah. Jeez. Apparently, there was uh, um, an, an exchange. This one guy said he cursed. Well, uh, and his... the guy he, the guy gets up and he goes to talk to the manager. And so he could come back and go sit somewhere the fuck else. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He sits right back so he can like stare and so be. He does a, he does a little inst- Karen move and then he. To instigate, to continue. Yeah heightening tensions he doesn't do anything to diffuse and the guy's just like leave me alone bro like also if it's a matinee i'm sorry but there's probably fucking nobody there and people have jobs they have to check their email (laughs) he's checking on his daughter Yeah. yeah so this fight sort of happens he says that maybe somebody threw a um a cell phone and phone and stuff like that well you know what he got off his lawyer successfully argued that police training told him that his life was in danger when what? the victim threw his cell phone at his face and appeared ready to climb over the seat to attack him. But there's no evidence that the cell phone was thrown. That makes me really yep. sad that he got away with that. Yeah. What state was this in? Guess. Texas? Guess again. Florida? Yeah. <laughs> that makes me really sad. Yeah. Because so, like, they, also, um, the guy was sitting next to his son, who is a child. The guy when, that, who died. 
or his wife. No, it, one it was of his, them. It was, it was his, his wife. wife, and his wife sort of put her hand on his chest to kind of say, hold him back. Not really hold him back, but just be like, you know, just like, let's just chill out. Yeah. One of the bullets went through her hand and then went through the husband. That's fucking horrible. Awful. He died Awful. at the hospital. She was treated after being shot. Three and a half hours it took to deliberate a six-person jury, uh, which is what, one of the things that Florida has. And, uh, you know, the, the prosecutor said in his entire career, that is the most he's ever been scared. Because this guy was a former homicide bureau, fugitive apprehension, SWAT team commander. The prosecutor said who was scared? The 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 uh, the, the ex cop who actually shot because that the was defense the whole thing. attorney said it yeah no no the prosecutor was like in his entire career that's the most he's ever oh. been scared absolutely unreal that kind of thing no I cannot believe they I cannot believe he was acquitted that's yeah fucked up really that's sad. so fucked up Oof. Well, that's it but now on a lighter note <laughs> we've got some bitching to do we've got to have like a better transition from after billy like tells us really because it's always like true crime news which is never good no for the most part and then we've got to have a nice happy transition into on the stand so we'll think of that you know we're still brainstorming yeah. how to really make this episode the best it can be yeah we'll get there all right well uh we've got some bitching to do please rise court is now in session all rise Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On the Stand each week. Uh, we're all bringing something to the stand that's been on our minds over the past week. Uh, we're either defending it or prosecuting it. Then we have like a hearty little discussion. Vote if it's guilty or not guilty at the end. Bring it to Instagram because we want to hear what everybody thinks. Um, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. So on the stand today for me um, is something that I never thought was controversial until recently, and that is mayonnaise. Whoa. Have I talked about this before yet? Not to me. Not to my face. So I love mayonnaise. So I'm mm. defending mayonnaise to the grave. I think a sandwich without mayonnaise is useless. I think mayonnaise makes everything better. I can't think of a time where I would say no to mayonnaise on something. Um, but I was talking to my fiance, my fiance, Jared, like you guys don't know who I've he is. I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> <laughs> did he forget? Do... Did he forget where you were? I feel like I was a guest <laughs> on a podcast for a second. Um, I was, who's Jared? Who's Jared? Um, it's actually your boyfriend, Alexis, you know, according know. to Google. I'm glad you corrected yourself. So I was talking to Jared about it and his like three out of five members of his band hate mayonnaise like to the point that if it's in their vicinity and they can smell it or like they can see it it makes them physically ill but mayonnaise is so neutral like it's it does, so mild it's not like a potent smell it's just like it adds like when you learn about flavor balances delicious things need fat they need things to be cut with like fat that's why it's like they add avocado or mayo or aioli or whatever the fuck butter a lot of people do butter on sandwiches Mayo is the fat, but it's very mild. It's not super flavorful. Like it just adds like a fullness to a sandwich. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that they think the taste is like disgusting. But I'm like, I am shocked that the majority of this group of people that you've been polling hates mayonnaise. I've never heard of anybody hating mayonnaise before in my life. That is surprising. You know, I don't the- like it enough to dip it, dip fries in it. Oh, like I because will. because it doesn't have enough flavor for me. It it gives it lends itself to both sides of the argument. Like I like a ketchup, I like a ranch with a fry, mayo. I like that it gives it a fattiness, but, but like it's it doesn't. Tangy. All right, if we want like to talk tangy, to amplify a sandwich. If we want to talk tangy, what about Miracle Whip? 
That is mayo. Mm. It's just like it's a different. potent, gross mayo. It's, I don't like miracle. Is it? I don't even know if I've ever had miracle. Really? Like, it's like a sour. It's a little more pungent. Yeah. Mm, I kind of like the pungentness of mayo. Like might, I like. You might the like miracle whip. I don't think like I, has anyone tried pass. to put sour cream on a sandwich because <laughs> I feel like that could only go well. Well, you know, like cream cheese is good on a sandwich. Fuck. Yeah, it is. I like cream cheese on everything. Like remember I pickle snacks. It's almost that time of year to bring those back. And oh, that's kind of like um, it's it brings me back to a bad time, though. Yeah. You know, they're a sad, they're a sad snack. I think <laughs> they're, but they're tasty. Yeah. They are. One of the things that actually, if you do a Google search for mayonnaise, the worst, there are tons and tons of articles for it saying it's one of the worst things in your refrigerator. Yes. People hate yeah. it. I did Meaning, uphold... like for health. Yeah. Oh, for health. Oh, yeah. what? But isn't mayonnaise just egg? It's like and fat. like oil. I think it's like a lot of the oil too and things. It's like yeah, the one condiment do, you should toss from your fridge ASAP. People do drugs and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> And like sit in the sun. Yes. And None of that's eat in the refrigerator. oils. Like, <laughs> like I feel like me and mayo is okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not guilty. Not, Not guilty. guilty. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I did do a poll on Instagram. I don't know why I didn't bring this up earlier. This was a few weeks ago I did this poll because Jared and I were talking about it. And I was like, I bet you it's going to be 65, 25. What was it actually? And then 10%. It, Wait, sorry, 65, 30, 65, 25. Mm. 10, right? No, whatever. 10% of 10% I'm going to say 70-30. Like, we can't vote. It's too <laughs> wow, controversial. I'm going to say 70-30. And it was se- whatever it was. It was 70-30. It was exactly what I thought. It was like a three-fourths mm-hmm. of, a, of a favorable for mayonnaise. More than I thought everybody okay. just loved it. But, you know. I thought, I thought it was a staple. I thought it was like ketchup. Yeah, it's an American pastime. Right. Sure is. All right. I'll turn. go next. No. Oh, Okay, fine. Go. I know I usually sit back and wait to be the last, but I'm <laughs> I'm coming in really hot this week with okay. something. So I don't know how this happened, but I ended up on a list of items that were discontinued from McDonald's. Oh. And did you guys know there used to be a thing called <laughs> onion nuggets? And they were like onion rings, but nuggets and came mm-hmm. in like a box like nuggets did. Wait, how are they onion rings but nuggets? They're nug, they're onion nugs that are the fried onion chunks. Yeah, but it wasn't a ring. Oh, it was no, probably it was cut not up. A it was a nugget. No, it was like a de- it was a circular ball. It was a little onion ball oh. that, that came mm-hmm. in like a thing, like it was nuggets. And I, uh, when I googled it after I found it, there were all these posts and things about it being like, bring this back. It was the best thing they ever had, in my opinion. All this stuff, and I'm just. I am prosecuting the discontinuation mm. of onion nugs. <laughs> and I found an incredible photo. We're going to post definitely Instagram worthy material. Yes. Good shit. And I just want them back. Like they don't even have onion rings at McDonald's. Like I no. feel like everyone wants an onion ring. Everyone wants an onion nug to go with their real nugs. So you know that this actually came with a. Did you Google I, it as I, I talked know. about it? No, I oh know this God. because if there's one thing that I know, it's McDonald's. This actually came with a steak sandwich, and McDonald's had a steak sandwich. They called it the chopped beef steak sandwich, and it had their own special steak sauce and uh, not fried onions, but raw onions, and it was a steak sandwich. I remember it. It was great, and because uh, and it came along with that, and I would love to see the steak sandwich back as well. This ad for the onion nuggets, if you, you Google it, if you Google McDonald's onion nuggets, the first ad that comes up is 
iconic. Doesn't it look incredible? It's I mean, probably it's the just, same thing. I, I pulled a photo to maybe post. It just looks gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's just like a beautiful ad. And I, it makes me really want these onion nuggets. I'm just wondering, like, what is fitting in all that space? base that I think, it's like a big, cho- yeah. I think it's chopped up it's I think it's like a hush puppy but with yeah. nuggets it's like chopped up and oh. put back together so it's like it's not like you're biting into a like a, a, a onion piece of flesh onion. yeah I think it's like reconstituted just like I like it oh my god <laughs> I just need to try this once in my life I've never even heard of it have they ever brought it back do we know Mm, I don't think so. Not since it's... the 70s I don't think I think it was just sort of like a, I think it was a, 90s that they had it Oh, that is blasphemy. So I think we, well, before we move, before we vote, something else that I found on this journey, Taco Bell used to have a seafood salad that was like a mixture of shrimp. Google that actually. (laughs) Shrimp, uh, crab, white fish. It was like in a taco shell. It was like a seafood salad straight up. Oh, Yes. And I just didn't know. I was like, that is so bold and brazen of them. That is like, I I wish I had that kind of confidence. (laughs) Honestly, Taco Bell, I like, I like to, I don't go very often, but when I Google the nutrition facts, I'm never like horrified. It's like, oh, this taco is 160 calories. And it's like not, I would say like for fast food, it's not the worst. No, I mean, the problem is that you have six different items usually when you go to taco bell you just mm, maybe you on. do psycho just <laughs> okay. the one or two tacos will do all right l- let but me I tell do you like this, to though. load sour cream on it on mashed.com uh, they said the reason why people stopped buying onion mcnuggets was that mcdonald's decided against pursuing the prototype further in favor of another battered and fried product that's since become an iconic menu offering mcdonald's chicken mcnuggets whoa so they didn't have saying, nuggets? Before, they're saying that they decided to go with the mcnuggets <sighs> Wow. And left the onion nuggets. There can be two. In the dust. There absolutely can be they two. They should call it the, the McChunk or something cool like that. <laughs> or the McChunk. Or like the Mc, you know, you get onion chunks. The like, McChunk. People, <laughs> onion McChunks. Like, who I, doesn't want that? I feel like that'd be such a good marketing ploy for McDonald's to just do this, like, retro bring back of all of their old mm-hmm. things that really worked because they might you know come on to the next big thing at well, least in LA like and do this as a test market like they do that sometimes they'll test like one yeah. city yeah. or something people in LA are so unmoved and unaffected by everything and they're so jaded that but I feel like people would rush to McDonald's for that because everyone's craving just like a taste of nostalgia because life is a little bleak right now yes okay so I'm gonna say guilty Guilty. 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 Well, because I said I'm putting McDonald's on the stand for discontinuing it. Right. Exactly. Oh, they so they're guilty. The onion McChonks are acquitted of yes. any wrongdoing, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the McDonald's theme. Okay. And I don't know if you guys have been to McDonald's recently, but McDonald's has released a series of their menu hacks. As things that you can order. Have yeah. you seen this? Yeah. No. Yeah. They sent Jared a free breakfast. God. And what was the man. breakfast? It was like they sent him like three different breakfast sandwiches and they're like, uh, show us your own breakfast hack by putting like hash browns as the bun and then making your own sandwich sort of a thing with their different products. That's kind right. of fun. I feel like he'd enjoy that. He did enjoy it. 
what but did very somebody, much. somebody stole the first bag that they had delivered because somebody dropped it off and within the like two minutes that they dropped it off and jared went to go pick it up somebody stole it off your front porch off like the there is a like an entrance door to our apartment complex that's like 50 feet away from our oh our, i know it I'm just shocked that they left it there and that someone stole it. Somebody swiped it. And we don't even live in an area that has like through traffic. No, someone's <laughs> yeah, like, I'm no somebody, idiot. That's somebody that lives in your, your building. Yeah. Uh, so here are some of the back, uh, the, um, the hacks, the surf and turf, with this, which is a double cheeseburger and a filet fish So if you order surf and turf, they will actually make you a burger with a filet of fish Oh, on so it. you can actually order these. Oh, you can order these. They've made oh. this a thing now. It's that's like what it's, yeah. just in and like, out. It's just code language, though, because you could say, I want to filet a fish in a cheeseburger. Yes. But they make it for you. Yeah. They, they, so there's this, though. There's the crunchy double, which is a double cheeseburger, a six-piece chicken nuggets, and a barbecue sauce packet. <laughs> and then there's a land, air, and sea sandwich, which is a Big Mac filet of fish and a McChicken. Oh, my God. Wait, oh, that's I think all I saw one somebody... sandwich? Yes. I think I saw somebody that... eating one of these online. Oh, wait. These, it's all, this is all on one sandwich? Yes. Yes. Oh, so see, I didn't Lex, understand It's like that. how at In-N-Out, when you can be like, I want the Flying Dutchman, and then they just like slap a patty on your hand. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but it's McDonald's. Yes. See, the nugget one interests me. Can you tell me about that one again? It's a uh, <laughs> double cheeseburger, six piece. So you got the cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, then you put the McN- they're putting the McNuggets on top of on it the with burger. barbecue sauce. On, on the, the burger. burger. Right. See, wow. I don't want barbecue on that. Mm. I probably can't customize one of these magical code yeah. words. No, you order as mm. is or you don't order at all. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. But I think that, you know, there is a little bit of controversy because some people who like to have the secretness of it, the sort of like, I'm going to order this that nobody else uh, knows about. Now it's all out in the open. I don't know who would ever order the land, air, and sea sandwich. And let's be honest, land, air, and sea, that's a that's a chicken. Chickens aren't necessarily really air i mean they can <laughs> they can kind of run and then get a little bit but they're they not can really bounce yeah they bounce kind of so Do i'm gonna eat? i'm gonna say they're guilty it's pretty gross it's like a turducken i'm not into it guilty mm-hmm. i'll say guilty too okay i just like yeah. leave leave mcdonald like they're doing the classics keep them they they know what they're doing over there yeah I think your girl's going to get some nuggies for dinner because this whole <laughs> conversation is really, you know, what's crazy. Is I, was, I was talking about McDonald's before we started recording this podcast. So this is just, it's been like hour two of just talking about McDonald's today. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yes. Our trajectory yes. is solidified now. Yes. No, we're we know what we're doing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not get a, hashtag not an ad. Yeah. I wish. I wish. Seriously. Too. Let's uh, continue on so we can get McDonald's after this. So when we come back, it is time for some True Crime Rewind. It's almost summer, and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on TheRealReal.com. TheRealReal is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. 
Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to True Crime Rewind. Now, we often think of fingerprint identification as infallible. They found his prints. It must be him. And not only that, how many times have you guys heard, like, everyone, you're like a unique snowflake. Yes. Everyone's fingerprints are unique. No one, no one has, has one a same. Like you. That's right. Did you know that that's not true? Well, I didn't know this until well, you guys can... told me like six months ago. Well, if you think about it, it's like, how do you test that? Yeah. Like people say that fingerprinting and they act like fingerprinting is science, but it's like, how do you test if anyone in the globe, you'd have to take everyone's fingerprints in the entire world and put it in one database. And even yeah. then there are disparities in human error. Like there's, that is not proven. Yeah. And one of the things that they wanted to do is they wanted to see if your fingerprints actually are they if they never change that was one of the things they did originally oh. would try so they actually the scientists actually scraped off their fingerprints and then waited for them to grow back and then they were like nope they never changed yeah, like they burnt them with acid or yeah. like oh. burned them with like they they tried to destroy like the unique pattern of their print and it didn't work and so then it came then they grew back and they grew back the exact same way wow so, um, like we were talking about in the 2004 Madrid train bombings, they found these fingerprints on a bag containing the detonating devices. Spanish authorities went to the FBI through Interpol, and they had they found 20 potential matches. Um, his prints were in. So um, when they found Brandon Mayfield's prints, like we talked about, his prints were in an FBI database because he had joined the military. Now, he also had converted to Islam, so the FBI is saying, this is the guy right here. And they actually described it as 100% verified. What? They sent the fingerprints back to Spanish authorities, and Spanish authorities are like, I don't think this is right. And they were like, we've got other people in the case. Nobody linked to the, – they're Moroccan immigrants. There's nobody linked uh, to the U.S. And but he has F no record of leaving. He lived in Washington yeah. state. I know. Didn't they – weren't they like, hey, what let's were you check. doing on fucking September 15th or whatever? Yeah. Let's check his passport. Let's do this. No record of leaving this state, but the FBI continued to insist that they, in fact, had the right guy. Yes. Wow. And the FBI continues watching him and watching his family – all the while that the uh, Spanish authorities are like, this isn't the guy. It's inconclusive. It's not the guy. Well, and they did, he know him. He was, did he know he was being watched? Like, did they bring him no. in or were they just well, surveilled? Eventually they did bring him, him in. Well, eventually yes. they arrested him. And I, it took up like six years of his life or something crazy. Like to get it straightened out, it was like a disaster to yeah. get it straightened out. So they had, uh, like we were saying, they had these, these 20 people. His name rose to the top of the list. They arrest him at his office. So they go to his office, is actually outside of Portland, and they initially don't tell him or his family where he's being detained. Wow. Or why he was being detained. All they did was arrest him and then they took him away. He he had limited access to legal counsel. He couldn't talk to his family. It was scary. Now, even before they arrested him, though, the Spanish authorities had told the FBI in a letter that they reviewed the fingerprint on the bag and they said, this is not a match. That letter was not even sent to Mayfield's, uh, Brendan's um, attorneys. A month later, the Spanish authorities announced that the fingerprints belonged to an Algerian national. Thank God for the press, though, because the press released this story the next day on May 20th. The FBI realized, oh, we really did screw up. And then they let him go that day. Wow. It's crazy. Dude, that's so fucked up. 
So Especially because they weren't even telling him what was. So he was just being held, having no fucking idea what yeah. was going on this whole entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually he found out. It was just, right. And he was just like, I was, I didn't leave the country. I didn't do any of this stuff. Well, it's the just FBI especially apologized. sad because it's like it's like a hybrid of like horrible forensic science and in air quotes and also like racism. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. Um, on November 29th, 2006, the government settled, they gave him $2 million and they issued a formal apology. Mm. Yes. So they said, we're sorry, we screwed up. He got $2 million, but that was I mean, that's, a, a crazy story. That is very so crazy. crazy. Not the only one though. All right. So this, this case is, um, is another one that, that is, is pretty wild as well. That one was a little bit more about confirmation bias. And like Alexis was saying, uh, you know, flat out racism, this one, uh, the Stephen Cowan's case in 1997 in Jamaica plain, uh, which is in Boston, a, uh, a police sergeant was shot twice with his own gun during a struggle with a black man. The assailant had a baseball cap, which he which fell to the ground when he fleed. The man forced his way into a nearby house. She asked him to put the, down the gun, and he complied. He asked for water. She gave him a mug. He took off his sweatshirt, drank the water, and ran. He actually left the gun, left the sweatshirt, left the mug behind. Now, days go by, and the sergeant identifies in a photo array, which is they give you eight pictures, and he looks through the pictures and says, this is the guy. And he points to Stephen Cowens, 27 years old. He had a record of burglary and theft. Next day, Suffolk County Grand Jury returns indictments on Cowens with intent to murder and all of these things. Now, the reason why they did it is because a thumbprint on that water mug from that woman's home that he had stopped off to, to drink was run through a national fingerprint database, which had Cowens' fingerprints, but there was no match. But... So you think like, okay, he should be fine because his fingerprints weren't on there. But he goes to trial in 98 and the Boston Police Department fingerprint analysts testified that those were definitely his fingerprints. So the jury looking at that and looking at the the fact that the the police sergeant uh, identified him in a photo array, found him guilty on all charges, 35 to 50 year sentence in prison. So they basically lied and they're like, yeah, it matches. So he reaches out to the New England Innocence Project and he's like, test the mug, test the baseball cap, test the sweatshirt. It wasn't me. Test it for DNA. So back then, a lot of things were just, if it was an Innocence Project case, they were always going to go back to DNA stuff uh, as opposed to. But um, he got a new trial. That wasn't enough. So the Suffolk County District Attorney... Was this is Suffolk, vowed, Massachusetts. Yes, this is Suffolk, said, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yes. So the DNA on the, um, there was no, his DNA was not on the mug. His DNA was not on the baseball cap. His DNA was not on the sweatshirt. But Suffolk County District Attorney in Massachusetts was like, no, this is the guy because of the thumbprint. Then two days later, he stuns the courtroom by saying, I can conclusively and unequivocally state, Your Honor, that the purported thumbprint match was a mistake. His charges were dismissed. Boom, he is innocent. Now, the two fingerprint analysts were just placed on investigative leave. The unit was temporarily shut down, but they had no charges against them. Nothing. That was it. No... um, No bad things happening. No repercussions. It never does, though. Like, prosecutors are... There's that immunity shit. 
And well, this is more about the um, uh, the people in the lab as well. Yeah, and they don't get charged with anything yeah. either because it's like, oh, it's error. It's, yeah, it's but like, like, but they also lie sometimes. And I'm not saying like. I'm not saying people in crime labs lie, but there's a there's bad apples in every fucking bunch, and they lie just as much as bad cops or just as much as bad prosecutors. You know, they're yeah. liars, but they're not prosecuted because they're they're protected under that veil of what is it qualified immunity? I really don't know. That could not, yeah. that might not be it. And but. you gotta you gotta think that a cop was shot. The cop was saying this is definitely the guy. There's confirmation bias there, absolutely, because they're saying, oh, we found his his. Uh, his fingerprint. Now, Cowan's actually contracted hepatitis C, and his mother died while he was in prison. That's he brings sad. a federal a federal lawsuit against the city of Boston. They settle for $3.2 million. He also got $500,000 from the state. What did he do with the money? He buys a nice house, buys a Mercedes and a BMW. But here's the saddest thing. A year later, he was found slain in his house, oh and the crime God. is unsolved. What? Yeah. But did the person get any money? Oh, he like, yeah, he got money. He was no, a, no. he bought it. The, the robber. Oh, did the robber? I'm not sure. I don't know. Just a random sling that is so yeah. wild. That's terrible. Awful. So just because you think you have a match on a fingerprint doesn't mean it's a hundred percent true. Gosh, it's one of the worst things you can do is lie about somebody and say that they committed a crime. Also, one of the worst things that you can do is do something bad and then call up our line. Actually, hmm. it's a nice thing to do because That's we need the content. That's the best thing you can do. Yes. So thing. we're going to be hearing about the worst things that you people did next. You are a horrible person. What's your worst thing you've ever done? Hey, you people, as Billy likes to call <laughs> you. You people. Um... We're really happy that we have lots of more of your worst stories ever to share. It's going to be a good day. And we're going to roll right in to our first one, which is a, a two-parter. And if, oh. if you want to know what that means, if you've ever called, you got about two minutes, 30 seconds to tell your story. A lot of people call back and go, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. That's what happened here. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's worth it. You tell me. Hello to my favorite true crime team. I am on my way home from work, and I've just listened to Killing Time, and the topic of stuff came up, and it reminded me of my sticky fingers phase, and I wanted to share with you one of the worst things that I've ever done. Um, it started in high school. I had a best friend who also went to church with me, and she was so good at stealing things. Like, if there were theft professionals, she was top-notch theft professional. And um, so she taught me how to steal, like, the ins and outs, do's and don'ts, and... um, with practice, <laughs> that sounds so horrible to say, but with practice, I got really comfortable with it, and I would steal all the time. We would, It didn't matter what store we would go to. It could be the 99-cent store, or it could be um, Macy's or Hollis store, whatever. It could be any store, and she just felt so confident and comfortable to take something that she wanted, and 
I wanted that same level of confidence, so I would, like, work myself up to it. Anyways, um, I eventually got caught and stopped doing it. I can't even, like, fathom how I mustered up the courage to steal anything from anywhere, um, but I did. And I would steal clothes mainly um, because I wanted new clothes. I wanted to look cute. And uh, my parents never had a lot of money. I didn't have a job, so I thought if I could steal it, then why not? Like, if I can get away with it, then why not? And um, the biggest thing, and this is why it's one of the worst things that I've done, um, is because I would steal clothes, cute clothes, for church. So I would be up there singing in the choir or teaching the kids or, like, doing whatever ministries I had in these cute outfits that were stolen from whatever given store. Um, I can't believe I did that, Um, but that is one of the worst things that I've done. Um, And, yeah. So I hope you guys have a great day, uh, and I will talk to you later. I don't go to church, <laughs> and I wasn't brought up to go to church. I maybe went a couple times with my grandma, but I know that my friends who go to church are amongst the worst of them all. <laughs> <laughs> because there is this, like, it, it doesn't matter what religion you are. Like, there is an out for you. Like, if you're Catholic, you can just go repent and say some Hail Marys and do whatever the con- priest in the confessional tells you to do. Why do you think priests make so many mistakes? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I just think that, like, people who are religious are also human and they make tons of mistakes. And listen, you have <laughs> learned, you feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. I think the thing is... And you is, probably looked really cute. Like, did you have a crush on a boy in the choir or something? Yeah, I think <laughs> that um, what do you... what? I would like to know potentially what you might do to atone for those crimes. Mm. Oh, she has. This was ages ago. Like maybe donating her, those clothes back to charity or something. We're her professional. <laughs> That's what people are doing right now. They're atoning in real time. She's being forgiven at yes. this very moment. I, I love that for her. I honestly also um, love that story. And as somebody who got caught stealing from the Smith Haven Mall in middle school, um, not only did I get caught stealing, I went to JC, I stole from JC Pennies with two of my best friends. This is probably seventh grade. And I have to tell you, people who steal, sometimes it's like, for me, I was like a thrill seeking teenager because I was like in a lot of pain from my real life. <laughs> so sometimes people shouldn't judge just like, ooh, you're an ethical. Like people do weird shit to act it's out. Not, mm-hmm. It's not even that. Every, like literally, we had to have talked about this on the podcast before, but everyone steals. Every single girl. I don't know if this is like boys stole the way that girls do, but like a, a junior high age to maybe freshman year of high school aged girl. Everyone is stealing. Yes. You're stealing from everywhere you go. Like, that's how I personally wasn't because I was too much of a, like, a little, <laughs> like, I, I didn't ever want to get in trouble. But, like, 
my cousin did all of my best friends did so i got the thrill from them and then they would just like give me the stuff that they stole because they're like such kleptomaniacs that they're stealing too much for them to even like keep so i was like i'm really benefiting without any of the risk so i will take this yes um but i think that like that's just such a normal thing for somebody that age to do well, and like, like honestly yeah I like church to me when I was younger was like a social thing. So it's like I wanted to look cute at church, too, because you probably mm -hmm. did have a crush on one mm -hmm. of the boys. Mm -hmm. So like, honestly, pretty normal. Totally normal. Um, I'm into it. Yeah. And I really do think it's an age where you like morality test. You know, you pressure test. Do I feel bad about this? Is this really a bad thing? Is it really bad to get shit for free? Whatever. And it is. It's not good. I still feel fucking weird when I go to the Smith Haven Mall. I'm like, will he will the security guard recognize me? Well, did you get thrown in the JCPenney jail? I got thrown in JCPenney jail. And I might have stolen panties from Macy's at Smith Haven Mall, too, when I was young. And I think I got caught there. And the security guard remembered me. I went in when I was, like, years later. This is why I'm paranoid when I go there now. Years later, I went in. And he came up to me and he said I had to leave the store. And I was like, I'm, like, 18 now. And I would, he's like, you need you're to leave. You're not, you're not permitted to shop here. I'm like, it's Macy's, and I'm an adult now. <laughs> Your face was on the wall. Your yeah. face was on oh, the, he called, the jail he wall. He called me out, and I was, like, mortified because it had been years before that I had stolen anything. I love <laughs> and that. And I was a kid. No, I mean, that guy deserves a raise. He's really yeah. fucking on it. Yeah. And there's a wanted poster of me somewhere inside of a, in a Long Island Macy's. Like, yeah. keep this bitch out. This That's true right. crime girl was <laughs> criminal herself. I love it. All right. Well, Alexis, I think it is time. The, the time that I have been waiting for. Mm -hmm. It's time for the Costanza Stanza. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm ready. This one is aptly titled Self-Esteem in My Dreams. Oh, the FBI got it wrong, blamed the wrong man for a bomb. I too am wrong a lot, but then I lie and don't get caught. I walk around like a big shot, although I'm just an afterthought. Hmm. Not important, not highly sought. Not important, not highly sought. That's how that was supposed to be delivered. Yes. Some say I should raise my self-esteem. But that, my friends, is just a dream. Love myself, have positive thoughts. George simply won't. He just cannot. Oh, mm. wow. George. I wish you guys had some bongo drums. I feel like the momentum, you know. Yeah, snaps, finger snap. Billy? You've won. Jack has, come on, Billy, two hands. It's off the, it's off the bastard. I got it. That was nice, uh, Alexis. Thank you. Nice good, and calm. Yeah. It's not as good as I, I amped it up, but I when I was hyping, I was thinking about the one two weeks from now. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sorry. You just gotta stick around, everybody. Bye. Gotta stick around. Bye. Bye.